Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Amen, amen. What a wonderful day it is that we can get up on a Monday morning, right after Resurrection Day, and just be grateful to our Lord and Savior for all that He's done. Today we're reading from John uh, 20, and uh, Pastor Jason is going to be reading the word for us this morning. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple who were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went to the tomb and he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their homes. Verse 11. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in, in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Women, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposing, she, supposing him the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have t- carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbani, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that, she had spoken, that he had spoken these things to her. Verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace be to you, peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. 
And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Amen. 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 You know, I went a little bit outside my window and I didn't, I didn't pray uh, before we started reading. So let's go ahead and pray right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time, for this word, Father God, that we just, just read. Speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, Father. Let it be you and not, and not me, Father God. And I just thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow. What a, what a way to start the week. You know, we, we're beginning of the week and it starts off here in verse 1. Now, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, you know, she went to the tomb and it says that it was still dark and she saw the stone was, was, rolled, was rolled away from the tomb. And whether she does, she runs right back to the disciples, you know, and tells them and tells them they, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. You know, the first day of the week, you know, here is talking about Sunday. That's the, the first day uh, of their week. You know, and because it was the Sabbath, you know, uh, when they when they were when they took Jesus down, you know, they had they couldn't finish uh, preparing the body. So she was there for that reason. It says in Mark sixteen one, it says, and when the Sabbath was passed, you know, after the Sabbath, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Solomon brought spices that they might anoint the body. So they were there with a purpose. They went there because they wanted to complete the anointing of the body of, the, of, of Jesus because they didn't have that chance the, the day prior to. But, you know, an important point here to remember is who was at the tomb first? I don't see no man there. You know, I see the women there. So this morning, I want to shout out to the women. Because you guys are always on point. You guys are always moving. And you guys, you know, uh, you got control of all these things. But they were the first one. I, and I'm thinking of reading the word. I said, wait a minute. Where are the guys at? They were back home sleeping. And here are the woman at first thing in the morning. And it says, and it says that when, when they uh, reached Peter and the, the other disciples, verse 3 says, Then Peter therefore went out and the other disciples to the tomb. So they both ran together. And the other disciple, I ran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, and he, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen lying there, yet he did not go in. So he got there and he stopped and he was, you know, he didn't know, he probably didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. But Simon, in verse 6, it says that he came following him and went immediately into the tomb. Because Peter, he was a daring one. Peter was, you know, he always reacted. And then, and he saw the linen lying there. And then in verse 7, it says, And the handkerchief that had been around the head, not lying with the, all the linen, but folded, but folded. You know, the word, uh, the word here, uh, verses 5, 6, and 7, you know, three times it means that the linen cloth were lying there. They were not a mess. 
they were just lying there. And uh, and, it, and, and it gives us, and it gives us, uh, because it says it three times, you know, something that, that caught my attention. And I can just imagine when Jesus was, you know, he resurrected, he probably passed right through that linen. Just like later on, he was right there with the disciples when they had the closed doors, you know. And it says there that the handkerchief was folded together in a place by itself, you know, in a place by itself. So that that handkerchief that was folded, you know, represents something because, you know, they try to say that Jewish uh, people try to say that the body was stolen, that the body was moved by one of the disciples. Or if you have a grave robber, you're not going to fold. What was around the, the, the dead man's face. You know, you're not going to fold. And if you don't have that type, but it says that it was neatly folded at, at that place. So that, that takes away that, that, the grave robber theory. He says, and then he says in verse 8, then the other disciples who came to the tomb went in and saw and believed. And believed. So, you know, he believed what? I was trying to, you know, think about what, what, what was he believing? Was he believing the word that Christ already gave them uh, prior about his death and resurrection? Or he just believed that it was, that, yeah, that it was, uh, the body is gone. Not too sure about that, but he saw and believed. And yet they did not know the scripture. So they, you know, even though Christ was with them, even though Christ has shared a lot of stuff with them, at the point that they were going through this situation, this time of mourning, you know, they didn't remember. What was shown to them. They didn't remember the words of the Lord. And that's something that we need to understand. That, that we need to make sure that we know the word. That way when we go through situations. We're going to have the answers. You know. And it's, uh, and, and, pr and pretty much just wrapping around the Lord. You know. Normally when they wrap a body. You know. They will wrap a body from, from head to foot. You know. When we look back in, in John uh, 11.44. And this is talking about Lazarus. You know, and uh, 44, it says, and he who had died, it's just last week, came out bound head and foot with great clothes. And his face was wrapped in, with the cloth. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. So that tells me that he, they, they wrapped him really, really tight. So Lazarus had to come out of there like, like a mummy. He probably even uh, hopped out of, the, out of the tomb because he was wrapped that tight. So, you know, you're thinking about Jesus, he probably was wrapped in the same manner, in the same manner. And, and he, you know, was able to rise up beyond those lit, those uh, uh, great clothes. And, and he was standing and he was doing what he had to do. So that alone, there is a miracle. And that is found in, in Mark uh, 831. Uh, verse 10, he says, the disciples went away again to their own home. So once they saw this, they went home. Once they saw what happened. And they had their own ideas. Some of them were still doubting. They went home. But look who's here. In verse 11, but Mary stood outside the tomb. She was weeping. And as she wept, she stood down and looked into the tomb. She was weeping and she stood there. Sometimes, you know, as we wait, we're going to get an answer. As we wait, on the Lord, even though it's a difficult situation, we're going to get an answer to this, you know. And Mary, Mary was not really, uh, she wasn't weeping because Jesus was there. She was, she was weeping because she didn't know what happened to the body. She wanted to, she was looking for that body. You know, in verse uh, 12, he said, and she saw, 
because now she's, you know, it says there that looking down into the tomb, she stooped down and then she saw two angels in white sitting at the head and at the foot where Jesus had laid. You know, angel, angels normally, a lot of times, they came at, in pairs, they came as two. Uh, it says in Acts 1.10, it says, and while they looked steadily towards the heavens, and as he was not talking about Jesus, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. You know, giving us the understanding that what the angels were there, that the angels were going to uh, direct them and help them. It says in verse 13, uh, 13 and then they say to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. She did not know where they have laid him. And it goes right into 14. And now when she has said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Sometimes the promise of the Lord Sometimes our answer is right there, and we don't even know it. Sometimes the Lord is so close to us, and yet we don't know that he's, that he's there because we have gone through so many crises. But when we realize that our God is always with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that gives us comfort. And that's the comfort that we have today. That's the comfort that keeps us going, knowing that our Lord, our Savior, has risen. And he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for you and I today. And today, you know, we celebrate, you know, we celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate that, that, that the price that was paid. We celebrate the freedom that we receive through what the Lord did for us at Calvary and the resurrection. Because, you know, if we wouldn't have the victory today if there was no resurrection. Like, like uh, Pastor Jason was saying on Friday, you know, Going, going and being whipped and going through all the punishment that Jesus went and then he died. But if he never rose, that would have been all done in vain. But guess what? We serve a living Savior. And in here in verse 15, it says, Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? You know, who are you seeking? And she didn't even know that it was him yet. Because she says, it says there that she thought that he was the gardener because a gardener would normally show up first thing in the morning. So she thought that he was a gardener. And she did not recognize him. And Jesus said to her in verse 16, Mary. And she turned and said to him, Rabbani, which means teacher, knowing that she recognized. She recognized him at that moment. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not ascended to my father. But I go, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and my God and your God. You know, when I read that portion right there, I was like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Then you, you look at it further. You know, Jesus came from the Father. He, fulfill, he fulfilled why he came, and now he was going right back to the Father. So he came, and, and he's leaving. And then you find out also in, in John 16, 28, that it says, I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and I go to the Father. Because the Lord Jesus' task, why he came, was finished. Just like he said it upon the cross, it is finished. So he came. He fulfilled why he came. But he also made a promise to them that he will leave them. You know, so all that Jesus went through and what is happening right now, 
he told them beforehand. He, you know, because he was trying to prepare him, just like he prepares us every day, just like he keeps giving us his word. And his word says, "In this world you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not, because I have overcome the world." So that is the assurance that we have in Christ Jesus that He is there already making a way for us, preparing a way for us. And it says in verse 18, And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples what she has seen the Lord and what he has spoken to her. And now we just, we go into the apostles right now. They said, and then 19, and the same day, so that was the nice evening, when the first day of the week, when the doors were shut and the disciples were assembled, you know, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. You know, they have this fear because of what happened to Jesus, you know, and they fear the, 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 the Jewish uh, council because, you know, they had authority, they had this power, and they thought they were going to come after them. They were fearing, they were, they were hiding, you know, at the, from them. And it says there that the doors were shut, yet Jesus came. And stood in the midst. And, I, and the Lord gave me this. No closed and locked door. Could stop Jesus. From coming to you. No closed and locked door. Can stop Jesus. From reaching you where you're at. He will make a way to you. And he's there. And he says that peace be with you. Was a common Jewish greeting. That they, they, they always say. Peace be with you. So you know. And he was also greeting them with that. But that alone should be able to comfort them. It says in Luke 24, 36. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. Peace to you. We need to hear that more often in today's days that we're living in. You know, but all the stuff that's going on around us, around the world, you know, we need to have that peace. And we do have that peace in Christ Jesus. When he is Lord of our lives, when, when, when he's uh, given us so much, we can have his peace. To have a peace within the storms, to have a peace within the difficult times, to have that peace. I remember, you know, even now thinking, you know, when I was uh, deployed and I was over there in Iraq and, you know, they were, they were preparing the jets and the jets were taking off and we were loading them and, putting bombs and all that kind of stuff on the airplane. They were taking off and they will come back and then we will have to service them. And even though when I was going through all that, even though as, as scary as that may sound sometimes, because, you know, you see all these things going on, yet the Lord was with me and the Lord gave me peace. Peace that I was there doing my job, but I wasn't scared as I was doing my job because he was with me. And that same Lord is with us today. So no matter what we're going through today, you know, the Lord is saying, peace be unto you. Peace be with you. He says in, in verse 20, he says, and when he has said this, he showed his hand and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So when they saw the Lord, they were glad. You know, when he shared with them and he comforted them, and this is the, that's the beautiful thing about our Lord. He always wants to come for us. He always wants to tell you it's going to be okay. So as hard and difficult as it may sound to you, even today on a Monday morning, you know, no matter what's going on, and I'm not making sure of anything that's going on, 
our Lord is telling you, you can make it. You can get through this because I am with you. And now here we see the disciples, they were glad. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Here we go. So now he's sending out the disciples. He's sending out the disciples. But the Lord is also sending out you and I. You and I have been called. You and I have been chosen. And he's calling us out. He's calling us out. He says, now I also send you, my brothers and sisters. It says in Mark 28, 18 to 20, it says, Jesus said and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. How beautiful that the Lord is, that the Lord prepares, that the Lord calls us out. And he tells us in his word, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go out. So he was telling them, you go out now. You do your part. You have that authority. Because just as God sent Jesus out, Jesus sent the disciples out. But guess what? We are the disciples. You know, we are the ones that, that God is calling out today for us to go out, for us to share, to share with our family, share with our, with our loved ones, share with our neighbors, share it even with our bosses, to share the good news. We can't keep the good news to ourselves. There are those out there that, believe it or not, have never heard. Have never heard. You know, and if they have heard something, probably they are hurting because somebody heard them. But yet again, you are the Lord's hands extended. You are the Lord, the Lord's love extended to them. And you can reach them because sometimes, you know what? You're the only person that can reach that, that particular individual. And God is saying, go out and say, I am with you always, always, even to the end of the age. You know how, what, that, what that is? You know, no matter what happens, he is by your side. He is your comfort. He is your strength. And he will keep you and he will sustain you no matter what situation. For I am with you always. Hear the word of the Lord. That he's telling you, I am. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. I am with you. I have never left you. I have never forsaken you. I have never abandoned you. For I am by your side. That's what the Lord is telling us this morning, this morning in his word. I am with you. And it goes into 22. It says, and when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the Lord already had the Holy Spirit in him. You know, because when he was baptized and he rose up, he clearly stays there that the Holy Spirit came upon him. So he had the Holy Spirit. So now he said, now you're going to have what I have. So here it is, the Holy Spirit. And later on in the book of Acts, we see that the Holy Spirit is not a one-time feeling. It's a continuous feeling. The Holy Spirit in Acts, in, in Acts 2 it, it empowers them to do what they need to do. So we need to, to, to ask for that. We need to ask for that. 
that empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help us. And that's what gives us boldness. That's what helps us to do what we need to do. So this morning, you know, as we, as we come to a close with this, this uh, you know, God has called us. We all have a job to do. We all have ministry that we are responsible to. We all are doing different things. And I see all these beautiful faces. And I know that in the church, you all have different tasks that you're doing it. And God is telling you, I have equipped you. I have authorized you. And I am sending you out. So the Lord is calling us to move out in his love, to move out in his compassion, to move out in his mercy. And God is moving. God is where we just celebrated yesterday, Resurrection Sunday, you know. And I and I saw the church and three services in Cumberland County. They're like, what? You know, poor Pastor Jason, I saw him. He was beat at the end of the day, you know. But guess what? We saw so many lives come in, so many new people come in. First-time visitors were coming in, you know. And, they, and, the, and the worship was so outstanding yesterday. For some reason, it was so outstanding that even in the third service, you know, when they were worshiping God, they're like, wow, what a presence. That is the anointing of the Lord. And that is with his presence that it says that I am with you always. In the good and in the bad. In the difficulties and in the happy times. I am with you. So my brothers and sisters, whatever is going on in your life this morning, just trust in the Lord. Hold on to his promises. You know, as you, as you go further on to the rest of this chapter, he talks, he talks about Thomas. You know, Thomas was one that that didn't believe, that always died. They used to call him Doubting Thomas, you know. And, and, and the Lord is saying, you know, we cannot be like that. We cannot be like the ocean. That the waves come here and the waves go there. But we, our focus got to be based on the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in him and believing. When everything is telling you otherwise, you have to believe. And as you believe, guess what? He gives you peace. He gives you strength. He gives you joy. And in the midst of the difficulty, you can raise your hand and say, Lord, I praise you and I worship you. Because that's the awesome God that we serve. That he did all that he was good, that he did for us. And he suffered. And I came in, I came in here the other day, in my house. I came into my house the other day, and I saw my son, uh, James Matthew. He was reading the, the, the Passion of Christ. You know, he was watching it. And, I, and it was that point that they, they, they showed the Lord on the, on the cross. And he was totally disfigured. Totally all bloodied up. And you know what? He was unrecognizable with the beating that he took. And when I saw that, I said, like, wow. This is why we have this freedom, because of what he did for you and I. About that sacrifice that he did for you and I. And he says, you go out now. And you are my mouthpiece. And you are my hands extended. And who are you going to greet today? Who are you going to meet today? Take every day and make it, uh, take it, uh, and take the advantage of it that God has given you, and share the good news. Because you know what? I realize that as I get older, and I've already lost my hair, so you know what else is going to happen? You know, as I move on in age, you know, 
the love of God, the compassion of God becomes more and more real. Because why? Because as we read the word, as we study the word, it, it becomes so real that every moment you're thinking of him. So my brothers and sisters, on this Monday morning, motivational Monday as I'm calling, let us be motivated by what the Lord has done for us and the victory that he already gave you. I was talking to a, a, a young man, he was an older guy like myself, and on Sunday, and he always tells me, you know, I always tell him, I'm blessed. And he says, I'm blessed too. I was able to get out of bed. And I said to myself, you know what? That's something that I have used for years. Guess what? Get out of bed within my own strength, able to feed myself, able to do what I need to do around the house. That's a blessing. I have to be thankful for that. Able to go down the steps and up the steps, that's a blessing because there are those that cannot even do that. Able to see, able to hear, able to speak, that's a blessing because there are those that cannot do that. You know, able to do work, there are some that cannot even do that. So you know what? Every moment of the day, you know, we should be grateful because our God has blessed us, has blessed us and has kept us. So again, my brothers and sisters, whatever it is that you're facing today, the Lord has given you authority to speak over it, to speak over it and to declare and decree his word over the situation. And once you do that, you're going to have the victory. Because why? Because the victory is already yours. God already said it in his word, so therefore, it's already yours. All you have to do is just trust in him, believe in him, and be comforted by him. And guess what? Just move forward. Even though it's hard, move forward. Don't stop. You can't stop. You got to keep moving. You can't stop. I know that if I stop and I go and I sit down into a little ball somewhere, guess what? I have a hard time getting up. Come on now. For those that are a little bit older, you know, sometimes when we move around, you know, you get different pains, different places, you know. And it's, it's like once you start moving, you, you feel better and you're, and you're more relaxed, more stretched out. Well, that's the same way in our Christian walk. For the spiritual man, you know, that spirit man that you're having, that soul that you're having here. You gotta, you gotta train. You gotta, you gotta motivate and you gotta speak the word. And you gotta move out of the word. So again, as my time comes to a close this morning, I pray that the Lord will bless you. I pray that the Lord will strengthen you. I pray that He will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that you can feel His presence even now in your midst, and that you can just declare His word and declare His promises. His promises are being fulfilled every day. His word is being fulfilled every day. So let's declare it over our homes, our family, our loved ones, and do not stop. You can't stop. You got to keep moving. You got to keep speaking the word, declaring the word over yourself, over your home, over your loved one, over your family, over our sons and daughters that may not be serving the Lord this morning. Believe and trust in the Lord that they're coming. Believe and trust in the Lord that they're already there. Speak it forth, like in, in Hebrews 11, that it says, calling those things that are not there like if they're already there, over yourself and over your family. My brothers and sisters, my time is out. I pray that you receive something this morning. I pray that this week will be a week that God is going to speak to your heart even more than ever before. The miracles will take place, that deliverance will take place, that restorations will take place in our homes, in our family, and especially in our marriages. You know, that you are more than overcomer. Come on now, you are more than overcomer. 
just the fact that you are here this morning, you know, on a Monday morning after a long weekend. Some of us want to be sleeping right now. But guess what? You're here. You're here. Why? Because you love the Lord. And God honors that. God honors all that sacrifice that you do. So again, I pray that you will have a blessed week. And I pray that you will just keep your focus on heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just present you, everyone that is watching and listening, Father, I pray that you will just meet them where they're at. I pray for your comfort. I pray for your peace. I pray for your joy. I pray for healing in their bodies, Father, because I know what it is to get up and feel discomfort, Father. But yet again, Lord God, you still give us the strength to get out of bed and to move forward. So I pray, O oh Lord, your blessings upon your children, upon their homes, upon their families, upon their loved ones. Even in the job place, Father God, that you just bless them there, Father, that there will be a blessing going in and a blessing coming out. Father, meet their needs according to your riches and glory, Father. And I pray for the healing in their bodies, Father God. Whatever it is that they need this morning, I pray that you will meet it. And I thank you in advance what you're going to do. And I thank you for what you have done, Father. And I thank you that all things work for good and those that love you, Father. So you are in control, my Lord God. And no matter what comes our way, Father, you are already there. You are already in our tomorrow. So, Lord, I thank you in advance. And we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.